is it has to be very clear the problem that you solve. So mm. your offer, your positioning, your talk, whatever, it has to be very clear. What is the problem that you're solving? Because if that isn't resonating to people, they're not even going to take that next step. They're not going to be engaged enough to take that next step. I think that's so important what you just shared and also refine it even further and say, it's not just about the problem you solve, but it's the problem that you solve when people are ready to actually make an investment to fix yes. it. Welcome to the High Impact Sales Podcast. I'm Natalie Jill. And I'm Sinclair Keneally, and we cannot wait to help you make a huge, unforgettable impact in the world. This podcast is for you if you are a growth mindset-oriented founder or business owner. Who has a strong message that the world needs to know. Each week, we answer your top questions as visionary business owners and entrepreneurs. How to actually sell what you have to offer with high integrity, high authenticity, and lots of love. Let's dive right in. Welcome back with Sinclair and Natalie. Today, we are talking about how to create a positive sales positioning model that works. And Natalie, I love your thoughts on this. So I'm going to interview this, you on this a little bit today. First, I wanted to go over like what this means to me when we think about a positive sales positioning model that's actually useful. Um, it's really important to understand that your offer needs to stand out on the landscape itself of your field. Right. Yeah. So how, how do you make that clear? Like, what are the three things that you think are important for that? So I'm going to, I'm going to break this down real simple. Cause I think a lot of people really overthink this in positioning, really overthink it. And there's really three categories that almost sound too basic to be the right thing, but I see so many times we're missing this. So first, the number one is it has to be very clear the problem that you solve. So mm. your offer, your positioning, your talk, whatever, it has to be very clear. What is the problem? that you're solving, because if that isn't resonating to people, they're not even going to take that next step. They're not going to be engaged enough to take that next step. That's number one. I think that's so important what you just shared. And also I would like refine it even further and say, it's not just about the problem you solve, but it's the problem that you solve when people are ready to actually make an investment to fix yes. it. Yeah. Right? And meeting them where what they're, it's almost like an interruption. So you want to get, say that problem as the person's thinking about it. So in an ideal world, you're interrupting them while they're in that thought process. I have this problem. Yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. So if we know what the problem is and we're able to clearly articulate what they're aware of about the problem, when they're ready to solve it, what would be the next piece? The second thing is relatability. And this is where that big buzzword authenticity uh, comes in, but, and stories telling stories, whoever is positioning the solution. So the answer to the problem, you have to be relatable. So whether that's you sharing your own story on how you solve that problem, how you walked through it, or you share a client story of how you walked a client through it, you have to, on some level, be relatable. Otherwise it makes no sense to people. It goes over their head. I see way too many times where a company or a brand or a person, they come up with a concept, a solution based on their financial gain, what it's going to mean for their business, what it's going to mean for their income. And we're missing the whole relatability piece there. So having that relatability piece is what shows that authenticity and builds trust. So that's number two. I wonder what, if it would be useful for us to talk about what actually makes something relatable, because that sounds clear, but then like, how do you know if you've done that work? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So in this could be, I will take this in a number of different places. So I'll take, mm. I'll, I'll tell you my own journey with my fat loss and fitness business uh, that I had for years. When I first launched that years ago, 
I walked through my own journey with weight gain and being down. And I was a new single mom. I was broke. I was overweight, all the things. So by me sharing that journey, what I was walking through, what it felt like, what it was like, and then how I figured out the solution, I was highly relatable to that avatar, that type of person. As I grew, I kept attracting the broke, overweight, single mom. That's who I was attracting for years and years and years. My next offers were not aligned up with that. So I had to create a new share, share a new journey of what I was walking through later in midlife or what I was walking through later. We sometimes are wondering why a product, a business, an idea isn't doing so well. And what I encourage clients to do, and I know you do too, Sinclair, is to really check themselves. Is what you're sharing relatable to the person that has the problem now? Mm, I think that's a really important distinction. I agree. I I'm always very careful when we're selling our, you know, our health and wellness training courses. They're for people who are chronically ill, like I was, you know, and it's also a really fine line. Like you have to not only be clear on the problem and share how you walked through that and discovered the solutions, but also make sure that you, you know, like you mentioned that you're pulling in an avatar that actually has the wherewithal Mm. to do the work. So I really emphasize personal responsibility in my story about, you know, you got to take control of your own life, can't do it for you. So it's not just about like being emotionally resonant and relatable. You want to invite the behaviors you want to see, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what's the last piece? Yeah. Number three, and this is again, basic, but we're overlooking at the answer, the solution, the thing that you're selling needs to be simple and easy to understand. That doesn't mean the deliverable is fully simple and easy to understand. There could be more information there, but that offer, what you are sharing as a solution, it, if it is not simple and easy to digest and understand, people will get overwhelmed and not buy. I have watched this time and time again, where I see people that are super powerful, make a pitch and nobody takes the offer mm-hmm. and they think, well, I don't understand. I had the solutions there. Well, the offer, the solution seemed overwhelming. It seemed confusing. There was too much stuff. People want simple and easy. And we say people would rather pay a lot of money for a piece of paper (laughs) that has the answer than a little money for a lot of stuff, right? So we're missing the boat at any price point if we're overwhelming with a lot of stuff. So make the solution simple and easy to understand. Oh, I love that. I think that it's so important for us to remember as entrepreneurs and as educators that, you know, it's really tempting to pack more stuff into your offer. Like, look how generous I'm being, you know, this is definitely worth the money. You would have absolutely everything you need, but actually what people are paying for is simplicity and speed to the result itself. Right. Yes. So cool. Thanks for breaking that down with me. So how to create a positive sales positioning model that works. You're going to be really clear on the problem itself, right? And and you're speaking about the problem as if you are pulling the right person in who's already aware of the issue and it's really top of mind and they're ready to invest in the solution. Yes. Meeting them where they're at. You're going to be relatable. Number two is relatable. Yep. And then three, make, make sure that solution is simple and easy. Love it speed to transformation, all about it. 